Hey everyone, I'm Wa. And I'm Chris, and welcome to DocuSweeties. We're two longtime friends who discuss the riveting and sometimes trashy world of reality TV and docuseries. Yes, and through our lens, which can be salty, bitter, spicy, but at the end of the day, hopefully slightly sweet. Hello. (laughs) Hello. So today we are talking The Deep End, episode three, The Carousel. Yes which is a documentary about Teal Swan, and unfortunately not to describe me after I've eaten the family feast at Carousel Lebanese Restaurant in Hollywood. Mm. Mm. I've always wondered why they call it Carousel, but it doesn't matter. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. So for those of you guys who don't know, Teal Swan is a spiritual guru from YouTube that is sometimes considered a cult leader. Yes, and that's the deep end is getting into whether that's true or not. We should also say that all of this subject matter should be have a cautionary trigger warning as it deals with suicide and child abuse and sexual abuse and cult, obviously, tactics, manipulation. I mean, just up and down. So that's what the documentary is about. We have to talk about it. We're talking about the documentary, which is we're doing. Hi. But first, we want to take a moment out to talk about Chris's head wrap. I mean, it is giving me all of the feels. It's giving Beverly Hills hotel wallpaper it has a little bow at the top it's saying that she's you know taking care of her precious hair there might be a hair mask there might be some leave-in conditioner there might be something going on and it's protected it is staying away from her face and we're here for it we're here for all of the nighttime routines so if you guys want to see what chris is looking like you could do one thing and that thing is go to patreon.com slash docusweeties and join our patreon you can subscribe for ten dollars a month and you will get the visual version of the audio version that you're hearing right now, unedited. And you can yeah. see our pretty faces and ask questions. And by pretty face, she means just red, red face, because as you know, uh, I like to do a Peloton workout right before I'm supposed to go live, just right before. And I got a facial today. So, and yes, I am doing a hair mask. How very astute. I'm doing the Olaplex mask eight in my hair. And so, yeah. And uh, this is, I would call this definitely Beverly Hills Hotel wallpaper wall, you know, you're really on it. So as the docuseries goes, we'll just kind of talk about individual, the the sequence of scenes and what we can talk about, uh, you know, from us watching. So, you know. Can I say the first thing? Can I say it first? I would love you to. This is what I want to say. I can't stress how powerful this process is. That is what a spiritual guru will say to you when you have tipped the iceberg, just at the tip of the iceberg of, of her her class i can't stress enough how powerful this process is you'll be making changes based on what you see and i need you to trust that i've got you i mean she's just setting the foundation she walks in she's smiling she's wearing a robe of her artwork and she sits down and she looks each one of these people in the face she's very calm she says don't be scared i'm here but i just can't stress to you how powerful this process is chris what do you think of that i know why she's doing it which is that she is constantly in everything she's saying manipulating people and wanting them to feel a certain way and so in this moment you want someone to feel like this is life-changing this is important i'm taking it seriously you know it's just it's it's theater it really what it is like everything about her retreat and everything about her either the retreat coupled with the scenes that happen like at a convention or some sort of like hotel room, you know, or 
whatever sent her. Feels very much like with the lights and her sequin dresses and her script and really her performance. And Bravo. I, it is, it is what is carrying people. She has, she is in a way a Meryl Streep, but she like lives it, you know, like this is someone like Kim Kardashian, like an influencer who lives her life in such a way. And like with a, the priority being instead of like, I look hot all the time and I'm going to like make, well, she wants to make money. It's more like, and she wants to look hot all the time. She's Kim Kardashian, just a different realm, you know? Yeah. I mean, a very different realm, a less polished, a less uh, manicured, a less. Definitely um, manicured. Definitely yeah, less, 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 less manicured version of that. But also what it is is she's a master manipulator. And this is a skill set that she has had, I imagine, all her life, you know. And I think that she also might be a sociopath. Like, <laughs> yeah. like someone who just there even like even though she wants to get ahead of the drama, she she can't because it's naturally an innate to her. Mm-hmm. So we're beginning this adventure where she tells where she has people who to me are not maybe they're accredited I don't know but she's got these folks telling other folks that they're going to bring their child self into the room and they you they ask for permission to do so so it all seems very above board like, it's basically like, you know, when you go to a psychic, maybe you don't know this, maybe like when you go to someone who's going to do a psychic reading or some kind of reading of yours and they say, do you mind if I touch you? Because, you know, during this process, it's, I might have to put my hands on you. And because they're asking permission to do something, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And in this case, it's like, do I, I need, you know, they're going to bring your child self into the room. And do you agree to assume the consciousness? of this random person that you don't know's parent. And you guys, this parent is still alive. Okay. So these folks have been endowed by Teal to assume the consciousness of people who are currently living simply because Teal tells them that she speaks to people in other dimensions and that she can travel and do all kinds of stuff. (laughs) It's crazy. Yeah, she can, you really can call her a teeling. She's very appealing. Teal. You know, God bless. Yeah, she loves to obviously get at someone, but then use other people to get at people and therefore transforming and manipulating one and the other. They both experience something through the promise and guidance of teal. You know, like whether someone who has been wanting a community and feeling lost or feeling like they don't have a mission is suddenly able to, you know, like, be like, I am your parent and I'm so sorry. And that woman just, whoever it is, like just cries in that person's arms. It might be like, oh, I feel a certain greatness or feel a certain way, you know, like Scion definitely is someone who is a teacher trainer. Like, so Mm -hmm. Neil has part of her retreats happen. And then there's like a hierarchy in the retreat between her, the inner circle, and then the people that are like her little trainers. So mm-hmm. they go through a certification process and obviously have gone to like many retreats and, you know, and so it's all, it's all a thing. It almost feels like yoga teacher training a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you know? it really does. You know, and the craziest thing about this one, the reason why I want to highlight this very specific instance is because for me, when I was watching this documentary, this is the point where I... And I, I'm ashamed to say it because I never want to doubt 
a potential victim. But this point is when I start to realize that folks are uncovering a lot of abuse in their lives. And they're, and it's not Teal telling them, the one who supposedly has had connections to the dead and other dimensions, and it's just like an entity moving through the space. But she has her, the Teal tribe, the, not her immediate group, but the secondary group, who don't have any special powers, who are just regular degulars that are somehow through this process <laughs> able to then assume the consciousness of someone's very alive parent yeah. and then come out of that consciousness and tell that person that they believe that there was inappropriate relationship between their mother and their brother. And so when the person's having a breakdown, Teal is like, yeah, you're going to hear some heavy things and it's, it's hard, but you know, we're telling truth here. None of these people are, are telling truth. They, how, how does the a person who doesn't have any extrasensory issues or, you know, abilities tell an, a complete other stranger that her mother is abusing or somehow had some inappropriate relationship with her brother? And these people believe it. Oh, yeah, they definitely do, you know? And, okay, so as I'll say in, in episode four, when we get a little, like, backstory, because I've done a deep dive, haha, <laughs> in the deep end, tee hee and teal, there is this psychiatrist that she went to in Utah, and I have a name for you all given, but basically this psychiatrist has a lot of different complaints against her because there's just, like, a pattern of people going to her, and then in... Uh, you know a meditative state remembering suddenly being part of a satanic club and like witnessing abuse and sacrifices like an absorbent amount yeah where it's like did what was true and what was happening and so uh and that teal had gone to that lady and had picked up some of those techniques so yeah that's it's crazy you're right it's wild um but so yeah, to move on from that is just I'm giving you guys that bit of nugget because we're gonna go on and we're gonna see more people who tell us that Teal told them that there was abuse in their lives that now that they're out of her group or harem or circle that they're like that yeah that that didn't happen. So Juliana, who is Blake's wife, talks to her mother and is having a lovely conversation with her, and then in the most incredible lighting that has ever lit a human being. Blake brings her a sewing machine and it's like a, one of those old school singer sewing machines that isn't even on its own. It's literally attached to a wooden desk as a present. And, you know, it's just, it's Juliana says that Blake feels like home to her. So she's fine wherever Blake is. And we're starting to see like a very lovely and burgeoning love story happen. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think, and I know that the, documentary is meant to make us think of Juliana this way because I truly feel like that lighting choice and choosing to put that scene in there was definitely imagery for us oh. the subliminal imagery that we're supposed to think of Juliana as like some kind of pure spirit oh she's the angel that is saving Blake and yeah. Blake, like whether he knew about you know that he needed saving and to you know to commit suddenly to her or whatnot but yeah i know it's angelic lighting and her like strawberry blonde hair glistens and her like yeah you know i and it's interesting because blake also is the safe space for teal so like it's really 
going to put us up against something. But then we get our Molly, which Molly is also, besides Blake, and, you know, like, there are really positive characters in this. And it's honestly shot so well, as you said, in that, in that scene. And also the storytelling is so interesting, which Teal will then have something to say at the end, because I do have what Teal said about uh, the documentary. So, yeah, so she... Molly talks to Blake and Juliana and kind of about, you know, how it is there and for their inner circle and answering some questions. And Blake, Blake's demeanor would, is how I would say beklempt, taken aback, a little, he's just, it's like he is the most pure soul that just wants to bring love and happiness to people and then doesn't quite think of how it's affecting him. His selflessness is mm-hmm. what truly I think like the reason why Teal could just whatever clog onto him like a parasite for all these years, you know? Yeah. So Juliana um, and Blake haven't had a lot of conversations, but I know Blake knows the rules. Right. And so they haven't truly been established to us on camera. But at this point, Blake has been with her long enough to kind of understand her expectations. And so Molly is talking to Juliana and asking her some general questions about being in the inner circle and her experience as a newbie. And if you guys remember, Molly was hired by Blake, uh, by Blake and the team, or by Teal's team, to help suss out any ideas of a cult, like why people think that Teal's group is a cult so that they can address the issues. It's almost like a third party. And so she asks Juliana about having children. And Juliana says, well, I'm not interested right now, but it's something for the future. And then Blake says, I feel like Winter is like my child, like I've raised him. And that is Teal's son, who they talk about, but they don't really show. And I think that I, I like the fact because he's a minor that the production kept him largely out of it because he lives right there with them. But we only see him one time for a very short period. And it, it, I felt there in the moment that Blake was kind of like, oh, I can't, ha- I already have a son and it's still son and that I can't have any others. Like, I've already done this. That's how a little bit I was getting. And so Molly tells Juliana, then y'all need to talk about that because that's an important thing for a married couple to talk about. And then the next thing we have is everybody's just sitting around watching home videos of Teal. And I was wondering to myself, are they watching home videos of everybody or just Teal? Because they're, you know, just like, let's, let's look at a young Teal. Let's remind ourselves what baby Teal was like. Yeah. Her eyebrows, her eyebrows were still thin, everyone. If you wanted to know if her eyebrows were still crazy thin, they were. So she'd been like plucking out her own eyebrows and ruining her forehead for years. Yeah, I think, I don't know, even from her baby pictures where she has that haircut, I just also don't know maybe she had bushy eyebrows ever, you know? Like, she has a certain eye shape, and maybe her, I, I don't know how her eyebrows grow, but no, her, her eyebrows are crazy. I choose to believe that her eyebrows are crazy, and she's crazy, and the whole thing is crazy. The eyebrows tell a tale, you know? They like, they, they really <laughs> brow tale. Yeah, you can really do <laughs> a lot. I mean, put me on the books, that's fine. Yeah, it also makes me feel like that's something I would do. It was like, if I had a cult, definitely people would have to watch a lot of, like, videos of me and old pictures of me and baby pictures of me so yeah they that. would they yeah. would so that at each moment she you could tell them a little bit about what you were going through at that time and mm-hmm. so show them how you had a smile on your face the whole time see there i just came out of the ditch that uh the abuser put me in and now you see me smiling and dancing it's because i took myself to another dimension and so that's why i was able to overcome and i'm going to teach you how to overcome as well yeah, I guess that's a really dark side. I was more like, look how cute I am. I'm going to be endeared to you. The one thing I also know about having her son on the, on the docuseries, yeah, is like, I get why, I totally agree. But also, I wonder if it would have humanized her a little bit for, to see her like in full mom mode. Or does she manipulate her son like everyone else? You know what I'm saying? Oh, I imagine she manipulates her son like everybody else. Like when someone is a sociopath and a narcissist, like they, 
it is who they are. It's sometimes it's conscious and sometimes it's not conscious. I so, wonder if she has mom moments though, you know? Like I wonder what she's like as a mom. I don't know. Part of me feels like she might be a little Scientology with a mom. Like you don't have feelings. Go jump on that trampoline. I believe that. I also want to see what she's like in a marriage. She's had five. Okay, so crazy. Yeah. So then we get a sad story of Gracie. Remember Gracie as her personal assistant. And she's Gracie's safe space is sitting in a tub of water with a full dress on. So she's not healed. No, not with Teal. Can't get healed with Teal. But yeah, so she says that working with Teal helped her uncover abuse in her life. And specifically this uh, story where she is unfortunately raped by her dad for eating cake. And that her and that her mom like walked in and saw what was happening and just closed the door like she knew and just walked away. Which is... Yeah. Just horrifying. I mean, like, Gracie, oh my God. Like, it's... This kind of like, no wonder why people need someone who's going to save them. If like they experience this kind of trauma when no one saved them besides their own like body where they de, what's the word when people, not they will depersonalize, they de, they like get themselves out of the situation. Dissociate. Disassociate. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So she also says that her family built a barbecue pit and lit it on fire. And then put the kids on top of it. And when the producers asked her why, she says, uh, as punishment. And then she says, well, I mean, there are things that I didn't know that I actually uncovered with Teal. And then she says that her parents, who then I, I assume are still married, thinks that she's nuts. And they actually came to Utah to call the police to do a wellness check on her. And that her mom has asked her that she Gracie has asked her mom about the abuse and her mother denies it. And I mean, when I find out that Gracie only remembers, only had remembered these memories through Teal again, I became slightly suspicious. Now this is nothing on Gracie because I feel like she is a victim just like anybody else who uncovers things with her with Teal. But I was really confused about just the whole thing, just the whole story about about the way that Teal has Gracie like throwing up in a pa- in a pail after giving her frog poison. I mean, it's just a it's, a it's a lot that I think that I feel like Teal is absolutely abusing Gracie and I am so sad for her. I am so sad for this, the, the situation. And, and that in itself makes me very angry at Teal. Yeah, I I completely agree. She really, you know, she trades on people's trauma and suffering. It's like she is able to jump from, it's like she's a Terminator or whatever. And the way she's able to jump from soul to soul is if they have, she taps into their trauma and suffering. Once she does, she's in like a virus, you know, like she has just mastered that art so much, you know, it's like, Art is a weird word to say it, but she's like, she has a craft, a technique, if you will. And she can sniff on people when they have moments of pain and and some of their trauma. And she just is able to get in there, I think, especially those that have like not dealt with it. And maybe are, are, are in life already sweet souls, possibly doormat-esque, you know, if she gets that kind of like 
submissive, meeker person, she can just get them for life. Have mm-hmm. it be a free, free soldier for her. Yeah. But then we talked to Jared, who was a free soldier for her for a second. He describes how the inner, inner circle is a cult and the outer circle is more like the self-help guru kind of thing, you know, like where any, there could be a number of other things that would trudge that line that we could say. Mm-hmm. That some of the things that happened with him is that he made him, they made him get a tattoo. He also thought his grandparents had sexually abused him and accused his father of abuse. Yeah, because he he actually went through the same sessions that everybody goes through with Teal, and she uncovered the fact that her that his grandparents sexually abused him, and that he called them and accused them of it. And then the same thing with his father. So he basically ruined a lot of. This is the person who I talked about last episode that I shouldn't have because it was in this episode, who he convinced this person to not pay child support. Also, she told him that he was lying to her, which is why she made him get that tattoo so that he could stop lying to her. So it's kind of that thing where like, you know, you're someone's asking you to tell them about your trauma. And until you tell them something incredibly painful and taboo and hurtful, then they're telling you that you're a liar and that you're just like denying it. And then he felt, though, that the cause was more important to the world. So like whatever happened to him, whatever happened. And this man said that at some point being with Till, he says that he would have buried bodies for her. Yeah. And that is wild. And I'm going to say this, and I'm only going to say it once. I would like somebody to bury bodies for me. I'll do it. Thank you. So fulfilled. Check. Moving no, I'll on. do it. I'll do it. <laughs> now it's going to be really awkward if we like release this podcast. You better not kill anyone because like we've already outed ourselves. But you know that like if you just, I would, I would come. Well, Chris, I've worked on it. I'm, I'm not admitting to killing anybody, but you are definitely admitting to burying bodies. So. I don't know. No, I've never buried a body, but if I would for you is what I'm saying. I haven't yet. Okay. <laughs> yet. <laughs> Great. Okay. But they have what they share with Jared, the list of non-negotiables. Now this becomes Molly's kind of like list that she figures out. And Mathis, I think also t- sends her one where it's like she realizes the depths and lengths the inner circle must go to appease teal teal's mission teal's mindset frame of mind self-care help to in order to facilitate teal's whole life and therefore further i mean again the mission the business whatever it is which is that we're going to heal the world and vague things like that like bring everyone's pain into the light like you know everything that teal says into the light caroline into the light caroline Okay, Poltergeist, old movie, great. I know, very timely for as we <laughs> jump into this Halloween season. Yeah, but so basically, I got what I was saying. Go ahead, Well, Sorry. So yeah, so basically the red herring, which I don't know what that means exactly, or the catch a tiger by its toe moment is when Molly comes upon this list, this contract, basically. And that is numero uno of I have a cult is if you have non-negotiables with people, if you have made a list of things that they cannot do in order to remain in the inner circle. So like Chris said earlier, the outer circle is self-help, not a cult. Teal tribe, inner circle, cult. But there's two rings to the inner circle. There are those people who think that they can assume other people's consciousness. And then there's like Gracie, Matthias, Blake, the Taylor, what's her name? The girl who was a medical, the Asian lady who was medical. Yeah. Cyan, Cobalt, Sapphire. 
<laughs> and the rest of the blue family. Yeah. <laughs> so there's no leisure travel. She's got these adults on lock. Could you imagine doing something so selfish, selfless, Chris? I'm going to tell you right no. now. No. One, a cult needs HR, which I've already said in the past episodes, and it's true. Two, there's no leisure travel. Oh, I'm not giving my life up for a cause. Oh, no. Oh, absolutely not. Nope. 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 I'm out. Nope. <laughs> I'm not selfless enough. You know, like, I, I, I lean towards more cult leader than cult follower. You know, if exactly. I had a Exactly. Yeah, I, there will be leisure travel, okay? If you guys watch Keep Sweet, there's leisure, leisure travel in that too. And it will be in my world as well. It's kept quiet, leisure travel, but I'm going to do it. So she says that a normal life is not compatible with our life. Ooh, she's told her parents they didn't love her, you know? Oh, no, there's, this is somebody who told, Steele told this woman that her parents didn't love her, but she thought they had. But then she's going to go ahead and trust Teal because Teal's a psychic. Mm-hmm. this is the one who's very deeply disturbed this one the one we see basically going through water torture in this episode and that broke my heart yeah it's this one girl that's come back and forth and she kind of has this like she's kind of like this rebellious hostile attitude and teal like for some reason and sometimes mad about it and like they have a like a push-pull relationship is how i would describe it it's kind of mother daughter-esque and like also mildly homoerotic, you know? So I can't tell you, like, it's like a little bit of both, you know? Oh, that's my sign. Or that's Very my, cool. that's my take. Mm-hmm. The eyeball, because they will tell you. So anyway, as, because God bless. So more, I guess, mother, mother, daughter, this girl and Teal have like a whole like back and forth between the retreat where she doesn't want to get into her business with Teal and Teal keeps pressing and pressing. And the girl's like, I don't have anything else to say. And it feels like Teal's pushing for her to say something either outrageous or meaningful or traumatic or whatever, all hopefully dramatic and all of three and all four, but that she doesn't want to, you know, we learned that this girl has had multiple suicide attempts and that she needs to change. And then like, yeah, she definitely calls out Teal in a group setting. We think that Teal's going to just eat her alive. Like it's actually, it's scary. She says her life is better. She says that's BS. Juliana does go to help her. Anyway, is this where they have their, at the end? Oh yeah, that's, sorry, no. So then this woman we know, God bless. So then we go back to Juliana, who's expressing worry about fitting in. <laughs> yeah, this girl, I forgot her name. I forgot, We should have written it down. Yeah, no, I can't remember her name. But no, she definitely has a moment afterwards where Teal... Why don't you she's, better? She like, is always like manipulating her. Like, yeah, like you just don't want to like, you know, get right. You don't want to, you know, it's just horrible. Yeah, so Teal is... Teal says something to her. They go back and forth, which is great, right? The girl's really saying like, listen, I'm not going to keep paying you and coming to these seminars, okay? This is the last time I'm coming here. I need to be fixed. You said you were going to fix me, so fix me. So then Teal is like, but you're resisting. And she's like, no, I'm not. You already told me my mom didn't like me. I thought she did. So, okay, fine. She doesn't like me. And so that hurts her, you know, even more. And at some point she has this whole moment in the bathroom where Juliana has to kind of step in and, you know, the girl says something to Juliana which leads Juliana to believe that she's suicidal and Teal can't even value her as a person in her life Teal's I worry is that the girl will kill herself and then it'll look bad on Teal yeah that is what she is worried about and when she says that I think that Juliana then realizes that there's a problem 
So that coupled with the fact that her and Blake are super close makes Juliana realize that she's having a hard time, you know, fitting in. And it is it is very sad because this for us is on camera is the catalyst. When Juliana, you know, sort of challenges Peel in front of the group and says, hey, no, this is what I think we should do because she might hurt herself. She might self-harm. Teal says to her something like, you're not, you're not with the program. What you just said pissed me off just now. And that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And that's when we, we know that Blake knows that something is up. Because mm-hmm. he's seen this behavior in her before. And so Blake supports Juliana in that, I believe. And, you know, there's, ne- no, any, there's never any commentary of him actually you know, telling Juliana anything, but he, we see her, we see the support between the two. Mm -hmm. And then we kind of move, move over to Teal talking about people hating her and why does she have haters? And then she talks about how, you know, people are going against her looks because they're like, you know, people, you know, are mad at me because of my sexuality. And every time somebody says that Teal is just so beautiful, I'm always like, but them eyebrows though. I think that Teal has a very striking look. She's really tall. She has like piercing eyes, you know, and she has hair that she had to dye. So it's very shiny, you know, and like she has style. That's not for me. You know, it's not my kind of style. So I would say that uh, I would do things differently, uh, but you know, and obviously I think that's indicative of someone who has a lot going on i feel like if i saw her and interacted with her i would immediately know that for the rest of my life i have to stay the f away oh i would try to i would i i would see whether or not i could be in the inner circle one i would oh girl why because chris i you are curious about things that you shouldn't be curious about i am curious about things about behaviors of people you know what i'm saying like we're we both have curiosities but in two separate things like you're an empath or something like you're like oh oh my god things are like whatever whatever you know you're like that you're like that person what a great yes (laughs) okay and i'm like a oh you're weird and you have followers tell me how you did it like i i would like to know i mean because listen listen no shade to the women who don't go and get pedicures no shade to you. But how do you have a whole cult and no no toenail polish? There's it's just something about you that's not all there. There is there, I just don't how are you gonna say you're using your beauty when you do not get your tootsie wootsies, your toesy woesies painted wainteed? Like you're not taking over anything unless you have a fresh Manny and Petty. Okay? I, I can't respect it. So I just want to know what the draw is. And I want to know if she would, if I could fake her. I want to know if I could manipulate the manipulator. If I could fake it and she would let me in and I could just see her being crazy. And then you know what? Yeah. I would be her HR. I would be like, girl, you're doing this all wrong. Okay, let me, let me tell you what it is high level. Okay? You have to appear to be normal. And you're not appearing to be normal. These non-negotiables, send them away. Let Gracie go see her family. You will have a stronger backing if you pay them. And if you treat them like employees 
they'll they'll they might do a lot of things for free you don't know but you have to have the facade and right now you don't have a facade up your facade is real weak and you're only pulling in weak people if you want to get the strong in you gotta act strong listen i'm telling you i could turn it around so listen i'm very first of all that was like that took me in i can't i get i get it i i get what you're saying you want to like manipulate her but what if also that she was like okay wah you're gonna be this person's dead grandma oh what ha- yeah what happens then wah then i would utilize all the time i had at cal poly pomona and girl she would be an actor i would be on stage all right yeah well that's what we said it is theater so okay so after that we like Molly does this is where Molly gets Mateus sends in like because Molly is like real obsessed non-negotiable so she says the most of it is illegal which is true Blake has this conversation you know like with her and she's like you know Teal's always just checking in saying you know are you in alignment with this she's always Teal's great no Teal's a great boss because she's always making sure that we're all doing what she wants us to do but mainly she's she's not even she's not even like are you aligned are you okay with this? She's like, this is what we're doing. Are you aligned? Yeah. You're not going to be like, uh, well, I have some questions. You know, she's scary AF, you know? Yeah. Like, that's another, yeah, like, there's a lot of different feelings. Like, she is powerful and scary, you know? Like, but then we get the famous water torture scene where she says, I know this is going to be incredibly painful, but it's a purge, you know? She might as well just like, she's, what if she's like, we're going to kill one of you, which is basically what she does. She gets that girl that we've been talking about and she puts on her like bedazzled caftan, honey, and she like gets in the water and she like floats around with like the caftan blowing behind her like a beta fishtail, you know, and like her head of hair just like, you know, I'm sure like dying out, you know, into the chlorine. I'm not quite sure. No wonder why she does the henna so much is because she's in the water so much. It's probably not good for it. You know, unless it's a salt water, we don't know what's happening. But she floats that girl around and then the girl like, you know, cries under the water and it's like pushing her down in the water. She's like doing this thing where it's like she has to like come up her air like and then go back down. They kind of push her down. She's like fighting and then they bring her up and she's like, <gasps> and then she like goes back down. Basically, that's what it is. So uh, if you are watching the Patreon, you got to watch me do that, that gulp for breath, which I think is worth the $10. at the end of this the girl comes back up and she's like i love you and the teal says i love you back to her and it's like just like you did right for me i could perform good job it's just very freaky weaky wow i mean these people just stand around and watch this water torture how can they one woman actually has the audacity to cry which i'm like thank you you're acting human but the rest of them especially these men they are assisting in this. This woman gets comes up for one second. If you guys have ever been drowning in a pool, that one second ain't enough. It ain't enough. It's going to make you say and see anything, which is why people use it as a tactic in torture. So, I mean, that's the end of this episode. If you guys want to hear the rest of this, please, we're going to have another episode. So join us for episode four. Oh, yes, honey. The last is saving the best for, as I said, the last as <laughs> saving Private's Ryan. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sorry. I don't Ryan Private. Yeah, but uh, the last. it's a good episode. And this one was a good episode, too. Like, it's just like, you know, barreling towards a finished. And again, great storytelling and great shots and just an in-depth, unprecedented, all-access kind of view of a bananas cult leader and again if anything we've talked about triggered you actually i realized also hulu.com slash 
the deep end has a full resource page. So, I mean, truly, if you need help, get help out there. Get someone who is licensed and trained, at least. I'm not saying that there are miracle workers amongst us, but someone like Teal Swan or someone who is like trading on trauma isn't for you. Yeah. I love you guys so much. Um, if you want to follow us, you can. Uh, we're on Instagram, DocuSweeties. We're also on TikTok, DocuSweeties1, Twitter. We exist in real life also. That's why I'm Chris. We talked about the Patreon already, but that exists too. At Where is it, Wa? Patreon.com slash DocuSweeties. All right, baby booze. Okay, hope you have a good one. Thank you for watching. Rate us five stars. We love you so much. Bye. Bye.